Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plotsky, and what a dreadful town. If we're doing the Coney Island Waltz, then before the performance, I ask you, dear old friend, look into your heart, because till I hear you sing, I'll ask, are you ready to begin? Beneath a moonless sky, it's been 10 long years, so if the devil takes the hindmost, then the bathing beauty will get an invitation to the concert. Even though it's the beauty underneath, she'd say, Mother, did you watch? Why does she love me? Oh, only for you. Ah, Christine, I want to go back. Play out. Joining us today, the usual love never dies when the Phantom confronts Christine, including Kevin, why does she love me, Jager? I don't know. I'll never know why she loves me. Kimberly, our once upon another time game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Well, time travel. And with us is a favorite guest of ours. You may have seen her in Candide or as Christine in Fenway the Opera or on the tour of Love Never Dies as Christine and her slew of incredible opera awards and credits. Her voice is crazy, wild and amazing. You can hear her and see her uh, in Fenway the Opera as Christine when it returns to Broadway. Let's give a big Broadway said welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the, the show. show, Megan Pacerno. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. That I, was I, one heck of a. I don't think I'd ever done Love Never. This is your first time on the podcast by yourself, by the way. Have I always really? Heard? Oh, it's true. I've always it was Jay and John before. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought I had done Love Never Dies before because we we had you and the office. That's the obvious obvious choice because we've done Phantom before, but and we did Candide with Jay, and like I was like so thrilled to be able to do Love Never Dies. Oh my gosh, yeah. Plus it's been, it's been a moment. That was literally like years ago now. Yeah, <laughs> but I saw you in Connecticut. I think. Yes, yes, yes. You did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, welcome back to Broadway. So welcome to Broadway. So for the first time by yourself. Oh my God, solo yes. debut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is, so here's a, here's a perfect related question. Okay. Is this your Broadway's debut? Is it still your Phantom debut? No. <laughs> it's your, I would agree. So this is like a remounting of a production. So it's like, this is like, <laughs> <time> <laughs> on Broadway. yeah, are you reviving <laughs> Phantom? Is that what's happening? Yeah, uh-huh, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I- <laughs> Um, but before we get into that, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Okay, do you want to know or should I make something up? Yeah, tell us, what, tell us what you're actually drinking. It's totally okay. Okay, okay. so today I can't be as fun in that arena. I am drinking um, grapefruit sparkling water because I cannot have an alcoholic beverage this evening due to um, vocal singing and all things acrobatics tomorrow. 
<laughs> I love that. Well, we'll we'll make up for it because I am drinking uh, original Sin Black Widow uh, cider oh, um, with blackberries that. and apples. It's it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly, what are you drinking? I have a Chardonnay from Hess mm. in Hess. my favorite glass ever. I was going to say that's see. a fancy glass. It's like my favorite. It just has this like etchings all over, and it's a fun little shape. Is cool. Hess like a grocery store? No, it's a vineyard in Napa. Oh, okay. Because I was like, don't they have like S trucks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are those are gas stations. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think I, the two are related, but wouldn't that be funny? If well, that's what I thought. I was like, is Kimberly telling us she's drinking gas station wine? Which, like, I'm here for if that's what you want to do, girl. That's but, called like, Chateau Diana, and I don't <laughs> think I'm above it. <laughs> Kevin, while she looks that up, what are you drinking? So I am drinking uh, Ojo de Tigre. The it whole is, bottle? Yes, the whole thing. Um, it is a artisanal mezcal. And um, so our, we were sent this, so I'm going to try it out and see how it is because I haven't tasted it yet. So this is the first little tasty taste. Okay. This is the debut of Ojo de Tigre. Oh, it's good. Eye of the Tiger mezcal? It has like a smokiness, but like a honey sweetness to it too. Like, this is delicious. Like, I would make this in a mixed drink or drink it on the rocks like I am now. It's lovely. I have to sing cool. I have a tiger and you can pretend that you're a Rocky. See. Okay. Oh, did Tigre. It's so good and I'm, I'm really into it. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, Megan. We love having you. So, um, speaking of back, you're, you know, coming back to Phantom. Phantom's coming back. I guess like, Kimberly, did you figure it out? I don't, I can't tell. I don't think you're <laughs> sure, related. Sure. Um, I guess talk about the process now because like, I don't know, you've done it for a while and then obviously I think stopped and, and, and you and John actually talked about that on a previous podcast. So talk about kind of getting back into it. I mean, this show has been consecutively running since the mid eighties and it stopped. Like, does this feel like another opening for it? Like what's the rehearsal process? Is it like, is it being cleaned up? Like, like what's kind of happening in the phantom world? Because it's, I mean, it's beloved by so many people, tons of people are going to come back and see it. This is the thing that they want. This is what Broadway means to them. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Well, to be honest, uh, Part of the answer to that is I'm not quite sure. We'll know exactly what's going on once we get into rehearsal. I can tell sure. you that uh, we head into rehearsal. Officially, I just got my email with the schedule yesterday. So That's awesome. Uh, end of the month, two weeks from now. Uh, again, knock on all the woods, cross everything. It's scheduled in there. Um, principles, we have our first music rehearsal. Uh, I do think something you're right. I, I mean, since the first time... Uh, ever since it's been created and then premiered on Broadway, this is the first time ever that you're having a full rehearsal process for the entire company. So I am really excited about that because that's pretty magical, right? I mean, it's interesting because I'm used to building a show. This was the first time I ever came in as a replacement and I was the only one that came in right at that moment. So I was like new girl on campus. (laughs) Sure, sure. Whether you're a lead or not, you know, I mean, this show has been going on longer than all of us have been born. So what's really cool is we'll now, the company will have an opportunity to bond. I love the rehearsal process. So it's kind of where you really, there's just like, you make um, connections with people in ways that you would never make it uh, just by being in the show. So I'm really excited about that. And I mean, it, it's a reopening, you know, uh, it's, there's, there's all, there's going to be so much emotion. I mean, I, <laughs> I just had my costume fitting. What was it? Three days ago. And mm. I, I knew, I knew that I was going to, you know, I would probably have a tear. No, I was a disaster because like I, I did my normal like routine without even knowing it. Like I went to the Starbucks I go to. And like, as, as I was at Starbucks and picked up my coffee, I was like, and I was like, Oh God, it's starting already. I was like, Oh my God, what? Like, and then like on my walk to the stage door, I was like, Oh God, like tears. And then like going down the alley of trash. That is our stage door. More tears. And then like seeing the doorman and then, um, seeing the chandelier, seeing our costumers, our wardrobe crew. Like I, I, so it's going to be so incredibly emotional that I think the entire time, honestly. Um, and I can tell you that it is going to be the brilliant original. So now we will be the only phantom that will be 
in existence that is the original that's been happening. So that's that's also kind of exciting that, you know, we're keeping our entire orchestra, you know, mm. stay cleanup wise. I couldn't tell you. Like there might be a little bit of zhuzhing. I, I don't know. Don't don't quote me. Don't quote me. Sure, if, sure. if it is, it would be things that like needed some cleanup. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to really get back on stage with John and Ben and the entire company. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we all miss each other. Like, you know, sure, sure. <laughs> so, now, it, it's been so long. Do you remember what happens at the end? <laughs> Christine takes the boat and, and rows away, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. To Coney Island. To Coney Island. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Um, yeah. That's the other thing too, is it's been so long that, um, you know, most of us haven't been off from work like this ever in our lives, you know? And uh, so there's something to be said. Of course, it's exciting. But I would say, at least for me, it's a mixed bag. You know, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I feel like, you know that movie, The Replacements, where they're like, gotta get in shape again? Like, that's (laughs) literally how I'm feeling. Like, I have a personal trainer. Shout out, Ben. Love you. Um, I'm training, like, getting back in shape. Also, vocally, just everything. Like, we've been doing, like, an interesting, weird world and surreal world of, like, these Zoom performances, which is better than nothing. But, you know, you, like, half sing and you're like, so to actually be in front of an audience or, like, Mm -hmm. just stand up and sing... (laughs) Like sure. everything. It's gonna be a trip, you know? Like uh but we'll get back into it. Well when it when it comes specifically to Christine, so you we've talked about this before on the podcast. You've played two different versions of her. You've played the the young Christine, the the fresh-eyed, you know, getting into this world in Phantom, and then you've played the older Christine, um, who you know has all that baggage with her, um, you know, and that has a lot of things to work through when it comes to her relationships and want to in love never dies. But who now, also had an amazing workout routine that looks so great with a son that old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, they cut the personal trainer from Love Never Dies. Right, there was definitely a personal trainer there. Um, <laughs> it's actually, the original name was Cardio Never Dies. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, do you feel like this is a third version of Christine because of how much, like, you've gone through, the world has gone through, what the show means to people. Um, I guess, how are you, because you've already created this Christine character, like, like obviously you haven't started rehearsals, but going into this, is there something else that you feel like you're bringing to it? Absolutely. Like one trillion percent. It's funny. I was, I was just talking to Chris about this. Oh, that's my big sis that, that we all know. Um, you know, the world has gone through such a transformation uh this past year and a half and i know i am not the same person i was a year and a half ago and i i would buy to say that most people are not you know uh there's a lot even like my my story of me like crying the whole way like there's a lot to unpack that i think a lot of us this is really a traumatic event that's been going on for all of us around the world and there are silver linings but it is traumatic traumatic so there are many things that I don't even know yet that need to be unpacked emotionally and mentally, uh, also for your soul. So actually, to be really honest, I am excited to go back as Christine because I think I have a better understanding of her vulnerability, her sense of abandonment, her sense of uh, being alone. You know, uh, I, I, there's something about that fragility of her that I understand, I think, a lot more. Also, losing people. I lost not even several. I lost many people to COVID this past year. So the sense of loss, the sense of needing hope, needing fantasy, um, wanting the best for humanity. I think these are issues that I very much am feeling more than ever right now uh, due to what's been happening. And, and also how music is healing me and the rest of the world. I mean, there's such a hunger and thirst for live theater and music that Phantom, that's also her. That's also Christine, you know, she needs music to live. And so again, like I think, and I think there's something really important to say that, yes, she is a teenager. She's 17, 18, but we have to remember that she is an 18 year old that's at turn of the century going into the 1900s, right? That's mm-hmm. not an 18 year old in 2022. Sure. Twenty You know what I mean? Like literally like 18 now is like 30, like, <laughs> like the maturity level. Do you know what I mean? So the yeah. issues that young Christine was dealing with, I feel like me, Megan now understand some of those 
and especially what we just went through because she has a lot yeah. of trauma actually. So totally. Yeah. yeah. And again, the fragility and I think the vulnerability, uh, I think there's going to be for me, I was doing like an ego check kind of, and it's, it's really going to be about the storytelling, not just about beautiful music. I mean, the music is amazing. Right. But like mm-hmm. really, I think there's going to be that part of it that I, I found a challenge to access. Sometimes I, now it's very much on the, like, it's right there on the surface for me. So I'm really excited to go back into it with that in mind. Now, do you think there's something interesting to be said about the fact that the Phantom is the original social distancer who also is constantly wearing a mask, even when we weren't? (laughs) Do you think that'll be something you'll unpack in this new production? (laughs) I mean, all those signs in Times Square, man. Do as the Phantom does. Wear your mask. (laughs) They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. Um... What what little thing are you most excited for? Obviously, there's getting back on stage, telling a story, singing, performing. But like, what little things that are like your things that you're like very excited to get back to? Um, I'm I'm really excited. You know, all those like strange little um, backstage. Like everyone's got their little journey behind the stage of like I want mm-hmm. to high five this way to that person and this person I call Buttercup and that person I like. All those weird little things backstage, I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> I truly am super pumped, one, to hear the overture. That always gets sure. But I actually really am, like, to hear it through the speakers, and you're like, <sighs> and then to rear the corner in the boat. It's sure. Like I never really, and this is not e- this is not ego. I just never really understand how. Like I mean, of course, I understood the idea of how profound it is that moment. But like now, I like really can't wait for like Ben and I are in the boat, and all of a sudden it's like the smoke and the candles and the oh, and you get to see the audience like that moment. Um, I better. I need to cry a lot during rehearsal so I can keep it together for opening. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let it all out. Um, I have a random question. So Kimberly and I recently got to see... Because because your previous questions were right on target. Right on target. But I was actually going to bring this same thing up. So I'm excited to think about it. Those were all hard-hitting journalism, but this one is a little bit more (laughs) far-fetched. So Kimberly and I I recently got to see the documentary The Show Must Go On, which was about the two Angela Lloyd Webber shows that were still happening in South Korea... during the pandemic correct me if i'm wrong but that was the phantom the opera tour that you had originally been on correct yes that is the the tour that i opened so those are those are my peeps too that were i mean some of them had left by the time i um by the time they were in korea but yeah that was that was our cast the world were you in contact with any of those people during that time and talk about like what was going on Absolutely. I mean, you know, they're also on the other side of the world. So like, it's, it's fun. Like, you know, you're on that 12, 14 hour difference, but oh yeah. I mean, so much, so many of them are my, my really good friends. So constant contact uh, while they were there, it was surreal watching them kind of have this bubbled life as if they were untouched by what was going on, even though like they Mm. had a lot of protocol, you know, everything else was standing still and they were actually still going. It was, it was wild, wild. And was that the the Christine in their tour? Was has she been the one that took over for you? Uh, yes, in Korea it was. She, I think she left before. Yeah, she left before Taiwan. But the show must go on. I think was talking about when they were in Korea. It was just yeah, Korea. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay, so yes, she was the one that took over for me. Yes. God, what's a, what a crazy thing! Like that, that just happened in the world where it was like your show was being done somewhere else, but you weren't doing it in New York city, but like the height of where it is. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I mean, at the same time, like you would live vicariously through them. And also you're like, I wish I was doing that. Or, <laughs> or you were just like, thank goodness, like somewhere's doing something. And then or mm-hmm. sometimes, honestly, from a frustrating standpoint, you'd be like, look, they're able to make it work in Korea. Get your shit together, America. Like we can do this if we can do this right. But you know, we didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also when kevin and i saw that it was just like the weirdest full circle moment of the pandemic because the last show 
that we had seen together, like Broadway musical, was Phantom. Yeah, it was it was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I had ever seen Phantom on Broadway. So it was the first time I'd ever been in the Majestic. It was the last Broadway theater I had been in, and then it was the first one yeah, I returned. And then stepping to. in and, uh, to like say goodbye to pandemic and be around people again to like celebrate Broadway coming back was such a cool thing. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that's awesome. It's like this very odd bookend <laughs> with fellow Christine <laughs> Ali Ewalt. She performed uh, at the end of the show as well. Yes, I think, yeah, I was out of, I, I sadly couldn't be there because I was out of town then, but, um, because I was performing in o- Oklahoma City, and, um, but yeah, there were, and also some of the world tour, um, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they were singing as well, so I thought that was really magical for them to be able to be on stage and have that moment, because now, quite frankly, it's flipped on its head, they were supposed to be performing in China, and now they can't, and now we're re- reopening, it's such a strange, oh, I didn't know that, yeah, so, and that's, that's, that's public. That's public that they were supposed to be in China. But yeah. Yeah, no, they, that is public, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now they're the ones that can't go back to work and we are opening up. It's just so strange. So strange how the world works, you know? So, yeah. Yes. Well, we've figured out how the world works in one specific place. Oh, no. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. Kevin's corner. Okay. Is that supposed to be the Star Wars theme? <laughs> no, no it's Sunday in the Park with George. No, no, no. But it has gotten no. a little. <laughs> different. It doesn't work over Zoom. Let's let's not pretend anymore. <laughs> okay, so Megan. Yes. Since I know that you love yourself, uh, your special coffee orders from Starbucks. Today we're gonna play a fun little game okay. where I am gonna tell you a character from a Broadway show. And you're going to tell me what their coffee order would be and why. Um, so we'll start with this one easy for you. Uh, the, I'm really the, nervous right now. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Oh, the Phantom. Yes. What kind I of... You were telling me what show it was from. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Phantom. Um, I was like, oh, God, she's going blank on the guy in her show. <laughs> no, the Phantom, I feel like, would just be black. Black coffee. Yeah. Why? Totally. Easy. It's done. It's there. It's like what he needs. He can get on with his life. You could spray it in somebody's face if you need to. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, Glinda from Wicked. Who? Galinda from Wicked. Galinda. Uh, Galinda. Oh, she'd have something like. Oh, oh, she would have a drink, I feel like, that's like um, like a frappuccino with three squirts of caramel syrup and a little bit of cream, but make it fat-free and, uh, you know, hold the... There'd be like a list of things, I feel like. <laughs> She would be that girl they saw walk in and be like, oh, God. I had one of those actually like three days ago and I was like, here's a nightmare that everyone like... <laughs> <laughs> God bless. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Grizabella the cat. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a sad coffee. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like I'll have a uh, coffee with milk. Hold the coffee, please. Oh, they're out. Oh, that was good, Brian. Well, I can't say that one now. You say whatever you want. Or they're out of whatever she wanted, so exactly. she <laughs> have what she needs. <laughs> or they gave her what she wanted, but it's by mistake decaf. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm trying to decide if I should stick it into it. Okay, you know what? Uh, George from Sunday in the Park with George. Affogato. Mm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a good choice. Uh, Tracy Turnblatt from Hairspray. Oh, she'd have something fun. Um, I don't, oh, you know what? She would have something, I feel like, like cappuccino with extra foam with a little bit of cinnamon and maybe um, like chocolate on the rim. Love that. Uh, <laughs> Tina from the Tina Turner musical. So Tina Turner. Yes. <laughs> to, to clarify. <laughs> you can probably Google her coffee order. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, oh, should we have something like, I see, I don't know my drinks from, from Starbucks because I'm such a boring person. I literally get black coffee. That's my drink. Um, uh, maybe like, um, uh, like a, a matcha latte mm-hmm. with something special. Oh, no, 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 no. A cold brew that has 
the fun pumpkin like cream in it. Oh, pumpkin cold from cold brew. <laughs> yes, I tried that once. Very good, but I was way too caffeinated and sugar high from it, so I can. It's a lot. It's you a need lot. a tall. It's a <laughs> no, not no band. <laughs> um, Shrek from Shrek the Musical. Oh well, he should have had matcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shrek. Uh, I don't know my storage strengths. Um, maybe he would have like a Tivana. Ooh, okay. And uh, the last no one. Reason. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. The one. last <laughs> question is a two-part answer. Okay. It's Christine in the Phantom. And then Christine in Love Never Dies. Well, you know she's going to need something stronger for that second one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so for Christine, well, Christine in the first one, I would say probably something decaf. Like, super chill, small, like, you know, maybe just like a latte. No, 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 you know what? Oh, my God, a little latte? Exactly, little Lottie. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm obsessed. And then, um, and then Christine in Love Never Dies would have, listen, she needs some chocolate, so I'll give her a mocha. You know that that's going to have some Irish whiskey in it, too, because that poor girl goes through so much. Listen, you know what? <laughs> I have no comment, but <laughs> yes. So. Amazing. And this has been Kevin's Corner. Woo! Do you think that yes, you, yes. Since they're reopening the Phantom with you in it, does that mean that like in the history books of like who originally played Christine, your name will be written like right next to Sarah Brightman's? No, like, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. But we are the COVID cast, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get one in the books. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, okay. someone change Wikipedia immediately. What if they call it a revival and then you win a Tony? that would be amazing and that's so not gonna happen no one can dream can you imagine if just every show that came back was just eligible again that would be wild it would be insane how amazing would that be though i mean you know if we're gonna get reviewed we might as well have a shot at another tony although that would but technically someone can you get it's the same it's the same production so it's not like anything has changed are you really getting reviewed again I don't know. I think. No, maybe not. Oh, I hope not. I, or I hope so. I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love I that. kind of imagine that they will review it. Yeah, Phantom is back. We'll Go it. see it. I, you, know what, you know, with the review thing, though, part of me is just like, I can't help but be like, OK, guys, like we've all been off work for a year and a half because our job has literally been illegal. Can we just like reopen and have community and like do our jobs and like be amazing sure. being like so-and-so well you try this Blah. you know like i don't know so we'll see i don't know if we are or not maybe we're not <laughs> was hadestown and and uh waitress reviewed actually i, I didn't were, see anything i don't think they were reviewed it was more just like news coverage of them reopening See, that's what I think it should be, truly. Just like yes. real good energy to get everyone back to Broadway. Truly. That nobody nobody needs to be like sending saying catty things about shows. We just want people we want people to come back and have faith that they can come back and enjoy a Broadway show. Yes, we'll do yes. that behind the scenes, not in print. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like even shows that are new, like Six and Doubtfire, like things that are coming back that haven't been reviewed yet, it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. how they're treated like i would prefer that everything is just like how great their jobs are back because how dare you give a bad review and close a show right now yeah i totally i'm i'm of the same mind it's kind of like yo like let's have some compassion here and work together and i i agree like let's let's have news coverage and like celebrate that we're all coming back because it's been a hell of a year and a half and it's still yeah. not over so yeah i feel like although though every review right now is just gonna be like i cried through the whole thing because i was just so happy to be there I <laughs> totally hope so. like that's a fine review with me but yeah if the nitpickiness is gonna be like wow you guys suck if that's really what's gonna happen because like yeah i i hope it's really like nice of spirit and just celebrating us coming back because we're all a little rusty. We're all very vulnerable. And like, you know. So I will say, I think something that would help the review for Phantom is if you get to wear that peacock dress from Love Never Dies, the entirety of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Climbing the ladder. Could, I was going to say, you could yeah. climb and be on the roof and all that stuff in that dress, right? 
Holy shit. That wasn't heavy. (laughs) Funny you say that because when I tried on my costumes, like, of course, like, I know how much they weigh, but I haven't had them in so long that I tried them on. And immediately I had actually a a training session after that. And I was like, we need to strengthen my back right away. Because I was like, whoa. So. Yeah, those dresses are no joke. They're no joke. They are no joke. Yeah. And I just can't imagine, like, having, like, that much weight on your body and then being like, all right, now use your diaphragm and sing these high notes, please. Well, I mean, here's another reality. I am 5'2 on like a super tall, I did aerial yoga upside down Pilates day. So like, <laughs> so like between that and like my weight, like that's like the, the bustle alone on the wedding dress is 35 pounds <laughs> like oh. on my butt for that, for that dress. So it's time to go to CrossFit. And is that what you sing point past the point of no return in? No, luckily that's that's Amnita dress. So she's oh, okay. you know, boobs out. Right. Yep. Which is also really fun when you have to breathe. Actually, <laughs> that I don't mind. That I don't oh, mind. Oh really? No, I just <clears throat> saw a fan comment somewhere that was like, I love a busty Christine. I'm so like I was like, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I love a busty Christine. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and it wasn't creepy. It was literally like, oh, thank God. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> I will say they have had a lot of like smaller frame girls who did not, not that it matters, but like they just had like more dancer sized girls hey, in there. Kevin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Anjanu can turn into like wafy really fast. Yes. Yeah. I'm Italian and I'm curvy. Let's face it. The Il Mudo pants were not made for someone with a butt. So, it's, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Luckily, oh, really? I can let those out though. So. Do you have a favorite costume that you're like excited to wear again? Actually, I love the Amnita dress. Um, mm. the one past the point of no return. And then the wedding dress and also the star princess dress. Those are my three favorites, which apparently is weird. Apparently the blue dress is most Christine's favorite. Oh what's really? The, what's the star? That's just like just kind of dress, kind of a dress. The yeah, dress. masquerade dress. I love how froofy it is. Like oh, that one's really pretty. And fun. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But yeah, I love. Those are my three favorite ones. And that one also isn't. That's not floor length, right? So it's probably a little like less heavy to wear. <laughs> exactly. I think that's probably why there's another one. Like I, I enjoy that one because I can like spin around and there's also like lots of things there's sparkles on it there's a lot to look at with that one too like you don't it. miss the 300 pound wishing you were somehow here again cape <laughs> oh that cape god bless it it's always- so beautiful but every time i've seen fanjo i feel like i watch every christine like try to lift the hood past their face <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. It's actually, ma- there's magnets on the side to try to keep it in place. But inevitably, like, if you move, one's off, and then it's, like, it's around your neck, and you're like, like, so, there's going to be, actually, no, the, I have to say, disclaimer, truly, when I saw all those costumes again, I was like, holy shit, these are so beautiful. Like, the, the they're so detailed. But my arch nemesis is the dressing room gown. That thing. It's beautiful, but uh, I forgot because you have to do like choreography with it to make sure like when you're running in the first layer that you're like, I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to trip. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh. My nemesis, that thing. (laughs) I forgot. And it looks like just like the, I just threw this on. No, it's literally like, Megan's going to slip. Megan. (laughs) (laughs) There has been on TikTok like all... I'm trying to think it was like all quarantine because I don't know how long it is taking this person to make this. But there are a bunch of cosplayers on TikTok, but one person has been making a star, like an exact replica star princess dress for like six months. And she'll just do like update on the star princess dress. I mean, like I found the perfect thing and it looks so good. I don't know how they do that. I literally got one bad grade my whole life. It was in home economics. And it's because I cannot sew a button onto uh, anything. So that, <laughs> the fact that someone's like, I'm making a full star princess dress is just like mind blowing to me. <laughs> yeah. And I think it like lights up or is that someone at Broadway con we saw that had a light up one? Wow. And I'm, I'm, just I'm like, excited to see the cosplay fans. Cause I'm sure they're going to come out, which. Oh, oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, on that note, should we play a game? Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, as I was playing a game, I was like, Megan's been on this show before. Have I made this game already? Has this existed? And then I went back and I listened to the games we played the last time you were on in May of like 2020. Very early pandemic. Five years ago. After I'd already made up this game. And then as I'm like walking up, I'm like, okay, cool. So we haven't done this game before. It'll work. And I just hear you say in your past life, um, you guys are so good at writing these fake musicals and I'm so bad at it. And I went, oops, that's what we're doing. So <laughs> I just got massive agita. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's much easier. So basically I just have um, ghost stories because as you're listening to this, it is almost Halloween. Um, so I figured we could tell some ghost stories. We have the Phantom of the Opera, obviously. So I have two categories that we'll pick from when it's your turn, a type of ghost and a type of like event one might go to akin to the opera. And so you'll get two of these things. So you'll get like the, huh? Well, this is why a buddy's good. Cause I can be like, call on a buddy, but now we're your buddies today. We're helping. But so you'll get like, I don't know, the ghost of the rodeo. And then you'll make up a musical about (laughs) How that might work. If you need any help at all, I do have, because I'm at my parents' house, a binder full of playbills. So I'm happy to like spin through and then you can use whoever wrote whatever show comes up or whoever's in that show to cast stuff if you need some random help. I just saw what happened with the coffee. I was like, so um... (laughs) Kevin, do you want to go first? I love it. Perfect. Um, Just pick two numbers, one through four. Two and three. Perfect. Kevin will be telling us the story of the poltergeist of the recital. (laughs) Okay. So uh, the poltergeist of the recital is, um, it's the story of a obnoxious teen who gets forced by their mom who owns this dance recital to always be the backstage person that's like keeping the kids in line and like, she totally hates this job, but then like comically, like the stage gives out and she falls through the stage and like dies and becomes the poltergeist, but she's stuck like having to like haunt the backstage. And it's this whole craziness where she's like the poltergeist haunting it and like ruining the recitals and everybody's like, oh no, oh no. But then like her mom and her like come to terms with each other once she's dead. And so she agrees to be like the helpful poltergeist. So like she still does the same job she was supposed to do, but now she does it as like a cheery ghost instead of like a teenage girl. <laughs> I like how full circle that, that was. Great. And that's the poltergeist in the recital. Brian? Sure. Two numbers, one through four. Uh, uh, four and four. The spirit of the pageant. Okay, sure. Um, Okay, so the spirit of the pageant is that, you know, we're at this, um, we're at this fair, this Renaissance fair, and there's a pageant. um, What kind of pageant is on the Renaissance fair? Wait, I shouldn't judge because I don't know what I'm going to say. No, no, let's. let's Oh, no, always judge. Let's judge. What kind of pageant, Brian? Yeah, um, it is a, uh, it's a um, milkmaid pageant. And Great. the yeah, and the milkmaid pageant is, is for you're going to be doing later that we don't need to know about. Yeah, um, um, it's a milkmaid pageant, and all of the um, it's it's a, it's it's about uh, uh, it's like it's a it's an annual tradition at this fair of this town, and it is 
and and uh, what we find out happening is that it's the hundredth anniversary of the first pageant, but no one really talks about the first pageant. And what we find is that all of these women who are in the pageant start to act really weird one by one every time they go up, and we're not really sure what's happening. And it's it's spooky dooky. And then the opening of Act Two is a flashback to the first pageant where we find out that something has gone amiss there and one of the girls had died and the spirit of that girl is infest, infest, is infesting all of the current girls looking for the perfect body and host to win the pageant. So this spirit is um, circling through all of them looking for the best host um, and it all ends with uh, um, the spirit showing herself and winning just as she is because it's all you just have to be who you are you don't need to take over someone else's and body she's milky white because she's a spirit so then she's obviously the milkmaid queen no she's just very good at milking cows oh okay right right okay. yeah she's just like very skilled at it and part of the reason why she was murdered mid-pageant is because all the other girls were jealous of her natural beauty and her natural milking skills um and uh, she was also uh, hit in the head by a cow. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Her natural milking skills. Natural yeah. Milking skills. Well, the other girls had the cow kick her in the head. They, like, coerced the cow? Like, did they, like, did they badmouth her to the cow who then kicked her in the head? Yeah, well, they, did they, they, they find a mean cow and they tricked her into being near it. They found a mean cow and they also, you know, were poking the cow while she was doing is it on this, the other is side. Is this cow related to the horse who took out the girl? Same, and- well, same, same farm, same farm. <laughs> the yeah. pony kicked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if Victoria Clark is actually in this musical. I want there to be a voiceover of her saying, yeah. the cow kicked her. Well, Victoria Clark plays the voice of the spirit. Oh, duh. Oh, Perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, po- mm-hmm. the, the cow kicked me is what the line is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a big number with spirits that, that's done in holograms. It's super cool. It's the newest, it's the m- biggest technological advancement of our time in musicals, holographic numbers. Yep, I love it. I love it. Right. And everyone gets, everyone gets milk at intermission. <laughs> yeah. I don't hey, if Oklahoma can give you chili, my milkmaid pageant musical is going to give yeah, you milk. No one talks about Lori's natural chili skills. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the same musical I did? Because there were a lot of things happening below the That's surface true. there. That's true. They might have actually talked about that. I didn't really know. Gosh, I never saw that, actually. I never saw the revival or the chili. Hi. If you just put on the movie in the background and do some acid, you'll have seen the musical. <laughs> It's going back on. It's going back on tour, so you can always find a. Find yeah, a and you know what? Broadway shows are reopening that like closed before, so like maybe they'll reopen. Like you never know. Rules are out of the window. Hey, there are no rules. And look, I I I am single and ready to mingle, especially after this pandemic. And chili is a non-date food, and so is milk, actually. Hmm. So like neither yeah. of those would go for me. How about corn? Can you imagine bread? going on a date where you're just like, let's just go to an all-you-can-eat chili restaurant. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> With and never see yeah. each other again. And an all-you-can-eat chili musical? All right, Megan, would you like a turn? You can do it. Okay, okay. I, I'm getting, I am getting nervous. I feel like the one acting class I ever took in my entire life where you have to do improv, and I was like... <laughs> okay, one. Just both ones? Yeah. Mm. Snake the ass. Banshee of the Choir Concert. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got this. The Banshee of the Choir Concert. Oh my gosh, this I'm so tainted right now though because I've been watching Evil, the show Evil. So now, sure. I'm like, how do I not? How do I not? Okay, the Banshee. Banshee. I do love a good Banshee. Um, ah, shit. Uh, oh wait, can I swear? I can't swear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> this is season two, baby. You can do whatever you want here on Broadway. Sid. Right. Okay, so we can really. Um, okay, Banshee of the Choir. Oh, man, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like the Banshee is the savior, actually. I, we're going to flip it. Also, I've been watching um, The Motherland, which is about, like, witches who are soldiers. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I feel like the Banshee, actually, you think that she is the bad guy. But she's not. Because it's the little shits that are in the choir that are evil 
and they're the ones that need saving. And so, so it's like a situation where like the, the head of the choir is one of those people, you know, like they never made it and they wish they had. And so they're trying to live through the entire choir. So instead what they do is they punish everyone that's not like singing well and like all the people are really sad the banshee comes out and tries to sing, but her voice was taken by the very choir master that yes. made a deal with the devil in order to become the head of this choir. But at the end, I don't know. I feel like it's somewhere in this there. This is great. And, oh, but you know, I don't know. Does it have a happy ending or does it not? I feel, oh, 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 maybe, maybe. I don't know what happens in the middle. You guys can figure that out. But I feel like at the end, then what happens is the choir master's soul gets dragged down to hell and then the banshee is freed and can actually like sing the heavenly angels. See, this is really evil. That's like what's coming out right now. Yeah, I like it. It's something about like a demon. So it's something in that range. But I do like the idea of a banshee. She asked you to make a musical about a banshee. It's okay if it's a little dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was Kimberly, do you use the last ones? Yeah, so the last ones, I'll give you the demon of the ballet. Are you going to do um, it? Yeah. That's kind of like Phantom. It is kind of like Phantom. Maybe he has a red mask and they do, but only ballet, no opera. Um, the demon of the ballet is, um, I'm trying to think of a way where like the demon is the point shoes. Oh. And he just like takes over their a shoe it's like the red shoes but the red shoes are a demon and so whoever puts on the red shoes that was a tv show i saw this wait was it yes what is it from is it just an episode of evil sabrina sabrina the young (gasps) it's that it's that and like the dancer like can't stop dancing and then she like literally spins herself into blood like everything is wow oh insane so it's that great I love it. Mm-hmm. Sabrina the musical. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but the, they say masquerade the, at the end of that of that TV show. Do they really? Yeah. Fun. Fun fact. Did you did you get called in to sing it for them? Yeah. Great. No. <laughs> no. I was like, that's a good job for you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> You should totally sing Phantom on most Netflix shows. Yeah, I mean. What would be the best Netflix show to randomly see Megan pop up singing Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again? This is a question for Broadwaysted. Stranger Things. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Kimberly? I'm like, I'm trying to think of something ridiculous, like Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah. The real answer, my real answer is Stranger Things. My uh, wild answer is... uh, Like um, it's a date on Love is Blind. (laughs) And now, to perform for you while you dance alone in the center of the room. The circle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, just someone's pretending to be Megan on the circle. Well, I was just thinking about, like, nailed it. But they're trying to make a cake out of Megan as she's singing. So, like, they're oh, using her geez. as inspiration. That's real dark. Is that part of the Milk musical? No, no, no. Like, like, they're trying to make a cake replica of you. Not, like, make you into a cake. Oh, oh, oh. Or, or Lupin. Looks like you. Lupin. Lupin <laughs> takes place in France. Yeah, that works, too. Money heist. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Army of the Dead. Just the runs up the Lotus. Uh, yes, in Absolutely. White Lotus. Actually, yes, probably. Probably, actually, yeah. That probably would have happened. Well, on that note, that does bring us to the end of our episode. <laughs> we can't wait to see you. We can't wait to see you on the circle. Um, but, <laughs> and, <laughs> nailed it. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, we always love having you. And we're happy to have you back by yourself again. Um, but as a reminder, um, uh, October 22nd is the return of Phantom of the Opera. Grab your tickets. See Megan. She's wonderful. Um, and she's only going to be better. And so we're super excited for you to enter back into that and for Phantom to join the Broadway community once again. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Megan. We really, really appreciate it. I uh, love you guys. Yeah. Because you know, I, I felt no longer scared. I felt no longer shy. 
at our last of feelings, at last our feelings buried beneath a moonless sky from <laughs> Love Never Dies from, uh, <laughs> what did we say? What Never Dies? I don't remember. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow us at Broad Wasted. You can find on social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. You can find our Facebook group, Kevin Runs Out with Theater Nerdy Stuff. Um, check out our Patreon. It's super, super fun. Um, you can see lots of cool stuff there. Uh, we're doing this this fall and whatnot. We're doing a ton of movie musicals, um, the new ones that are coming out. Uh, so check it out there. And then, of course, you can find us on all things uh you know, podcasts like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. Thank you. Um, Megan, again, thank you so much. Break a leg with everything. We we love you so much. Um, and as we end every episode, we raise a glass and we say Cheers. Again, that really doesn't work either. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.